The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. in the middle of life's messes. Hot, happy, mess. I'm Zuri Hall, and this is Hot, Hot happy, happy, Mess. Oh, shoot. <laughs> happy New Year. It's 2022. I know it's been 2022 for a couple of months now, but that's not the point, okay? I just need you to back off. Just back off right now, all right? For the past few weeks, we have been quietly batching episodes, and I'm really excited to share them with you. And I'm so proud of me. Can I just say that? I'm proud of the team. I'm proud of us just getting ahead of the curve so we can come back bigger and better than ever because season two, baby, we have been officially renewed. We are picked up for season two of High Happy Mess. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's up? I'm Zuri Hall. I'm your host, and this is Hot Happy Mess. Season two. Actually, actually, this isn't quite season two. This is a prelude, if you will. This is a bonus episode, a freebie. This is me just checking in to touch base, give you a life update, tell you about all the things that are happening in my life, and, you know, dip our toe into these hot, happy mess waters before we officially kick off season two in late March. Grateful to be here. Grateful to be talking with you today. I hope you are well. I have missed you during this break, but also I have not missed you during this break. And I say that lovingly. Context, I just needed the break. And so when I say you, I don't mean you specifically. So please, no shots fired here. I mean the grind. I completely put a pause on what it takes to talk to you, to do the podcast, to create, to produce, to be on set in the studio, all the things, no red carpets, no movie junkets. Everything went on pause for a really beautiful and necessary two weeks. And I love all of those things that went on pause. So do not get me wrong. But again, we've talked about it on Hot Happy Mess and it's so necessary. Um, The pause is 
what is so important so that when you come back, you're rejuvenated and rested and restored and ready to create again. So I'm so excited to be back. And I love feeling like that because I have so much to tell you. I have so much to tell you. New Year, same me, clearly. <laughs> but I am trying to up-level in certain ways, um, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. I just got back from the dopest retreat I have ever been on. And oh, I've only been on like two, maybe three retreats, but this was the best. And I'm going to tell you about it in a little bit because I would highly encourage you to do something similar if you have the opportunity. Uh, I went to Golden Door and had some big epiphanies, y'all. And I want to share them with you today. This is a solo episode. It's just you and me catching up. But first, let's just get into the general life updates. Um, what's going on with me? Lola is Lola-ing. The puppy is like eight months old now. She is the cutest little ginger fluff nugget of all the ginger fluff nuggets that ever I did see. She is a maniac. So she's bolting up and down stairs and she learned to bark. She she spent the holiday with other dogs, older dogs, and they're on one and bark and just do the most. And she was like, oh, say less. She learns very quickly, and now she is super obnoxious anytime someone comes to my home. Um, but she's a sweetheart, and she's mostly house-trained, which is very exciting. So Lola is doing her thing. I am finally hitting my stride as a dog mom. But also, if you have any tips, please slide in my DMs with them. Please tweet me and at me because I've got down the feeding at the right times, patiently figuring out the potty training thing, which was the hardest thing, learning basic commands. She can sit and stay and we're getting into fetch, which is really exciting because she'll run, get the ball, bring it back to me and then be like, all right, come on. I did my part. Toss it. Um, so what other commands should this girl know at this point? I don't know. We just be chilling at the house, honestly. <laughs> but all the dog mom tips are welcome and appreciated. So Lola's doing good. The home renovations, y'all. Uh, we are in the home stretch of the big renovations. The fireplace, the kitchen, the, the living room. I've got new carpets. They're way more white than I expected. Why do I hate myself? Because I have a dog and she places like what was what was I thinking I wasn't thinking honestly um but the renovation is almost done which is really exciting because as you know I became a first-time homeowner last year which is no easy feat for any of us this market is crazy and LA's market is crazy um but I did it and I'm excited and I'm happy and we have an episode on homeownership 101, if that's a journey that you're interested in taking and how to finance and save and, and get the right, you know, rate um, for your mortgage. So go in the archives and check that out if you want to hear about that. I've also got the episode where I talk about my my homeowner journey. So you can go back and get all the, the nitty gritty on how I, how I made it happen and what it's been like since I got the house. But I bought the house from a guy who was super bachelor patty, at least in his aesthetic. I never got to meet him. We we worked only through our, our teams, our, our real estate agents, but everything was really dark. So like dark charcoal tiles that were like grayish black, gray carpet. There was like a red accent wall and then a gray silvery accent wall that might've been spray painted. I don't know. I didn't want to ask questions. I just wanted the house. Um, I think there was a purple wall. 
I can't remember. There were just a lot of accent walls. And all of the accents were just unsettling to my spirit. Um, So I had to change them. And then I was like, well, if I'm already painting the walls different colors, I should just change the carpet to match the new walls. So I had to rip up the gray carpet and change it to this concerningly off-white, almost white carpet. And then I thought, okay, well, if these carpets are creamy and white, I need to change the charcoal tile too. So we're going to do white oak luxury vinyl all over the place. It was a lot. I bit off more than I could chew. It was a stressful three months. Caused a lot of issues <laughs> um, in, 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 in my my mental well-being and peace and um, all the things. But we're on the other side of it now. And it's almost done. And it, I have to say, feels so good on the other side. So it was worth all of the stress. Um and I will be sharing photos and videos and all the behind the scenes stuff on my Instagram. So if you want to check it out, want to see what the vibes are in the home, uh, go follow me on Instagram at Zuri Hall. So that's the house update. Um, what else? What am I looking forward to this year? Producer Star wants me to tell you guys what I'm looking forward to. I'm curious to know what you are prioritizing this year. So by all means, leave a comment and let me know. Um, but as far as books, I have been reading more than I've ever read. Uh, go-to books right now. One that I would highly recommend for you all is How to Love. I do not want to butcher his last name. Um, Thick Not Han. Think I'm pronouncing it right. Um, basically, it's the third book in his Mindfulness Essential series. Um, and he is a Zen master and really talks about mindfulness in the day-to-day in the most simple way. The the way they're writing um is translated, you would think, oh my God, this is basic stuff. Like it's it's super simple to understand and easy to read. But it is truth at in its most fundamental form. And I stumbled into his work and him, period, for the first time when I was at Golden Door, the, the resort um, over New Year's Eve. And his book, a book of his readings or his writings, excuse me, uh, just happened to be in my room. And so I would thumb through it when I was, you know, chilling or had some downtime. And I was like, man, this this Buddhist teacher is really uh, spitting knowledge because it just reminded me that some things that we try to make so difficult and so complicated really aren't that hard. You know, it's hard because we have our egos and we're leading with them. How to love these pages. It's, it's mostly things that when you read it, you're like, yeah, I can get behind that. That makes sense. And then we just don't do it. (laughs) We just don't do it because we'd rather try to force our partners to do the things that that we want. Well, if you would just show up for me, then I I would be happier. I would be sweeter, et cetera. Um, But this really was a cool opportunity for me to look inside. And I appreciate his writings for for encouraging me and challenging me to do that. I want to read a couple of excerpts from it, uh, but I want to find a couple that really resonated with me. So give me one second here. Mm, Okay, so this was one point that really stood out to me in um, his collection on how to love. He said, often we get crushes on others, not because we truly love and understand them, but to distract ourselves from our suffering. When we learn to love and understand ourselves and have true compassion for ourselves, then we can truly love and understand another person. 
another thing that really resonated for me was how to be a good partner, how to show up for someone else. We're always thinking about how we can be loved better, what we need from someone else, um, how you need to show up for me so that I can be my best self to show up for you. But offering happiness, this podcast is called Hot Happy Mess, right? Um, and I have realized in in recent years, and especially through reflection over the last month or so, loving kindness is, is really the, the root of it all. Um, he says the essence of loving kindness is being able to offer happiness. You can be the sunshine for another person. You can't offer happiness until you have it for yourself. So build a home inside by accepting yourself and learning to love and heal yourself. Learn how to practice mindfulness in such a way that you can create moments of happiness and joy for your own nourishment. Then you have something to offer the other person. If you have enough understanding and love, then every moment, whether it's spent making breakfast, driving the car, watering the garden, or doing anything else in your day can be a moment of joy. Which... Again, so straightforward, right? So simple and yet so profound in that, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. We talk about self-love and self-care all the time on this podcast. But after a week of facials and bubble baths and meditation and yoga, the biggest takeaway for me after reflection and reading is that's the icing on the cake. It ain't about bubble baths and, you know, uh, yoga and treating yourself to that slice of chocolate cake that you otherwise would guilt yourself over. It really is about showing up for yourself, even when it's uncomfortable, even when other people don't understand it, uh, keeping promises to yourself. When I was at Golden Door this, this past holiday, one of my biggest realizations for the first time ever in my life, um, and so that's 30 plus years, is self-abandonment is a form of abuse, self-abuse. And I realized that I was letting myself down and abusing myself unintentionally um, through the ways that I would abandon myself. If I say I love my mother or my brother or my boyfriend and then don't show up for them when they need me most... Don't look out for them when I have an opportunity to make their life a little bit easier. Then do I really love them? It must be a really lazy love, right? Like we bend over backwards and reach high and low to prove our love to the people around us. But when we think about self-love, how are you really showing up for yourself? And I had a, a really tough but kind of... Uh, revolutionary moment when I realized I haven't been showing up for myself, not in the ways that I should. I had been at my best and then I kind of fell off track. And then I got so caught up on the hamster wheel of churning out content and doing all of my amazing jobs in this beautiful career that I've been blessed with that I was putting myself on the back burner. One of the workshops uh, at Golden Door was a workshop on self-love. And there was a woman who spoke about her journey to self-love and what that looks like uh, for each of us in the day-to-day. -day. And she recommended that, you know, we establish everyday rituals to practice self-love, whether it's 20 minutes in the morning for yourself. What is that ritual for you? Is it waking up and expressing gratitude? Thank you, God. Thank you to the universe. Thank you to myself for the food in my belly, for the sun in the sky, for this beautiful 
puppy that I love, for this warm home with running water that I get to live in, whatever it is. Um, Is it going for a jog and getting the blood flowing and being in touch with your body and nature around you, whatever it is for you, establishing those rituals where you just get to love on yourself and it's only for you. And then she was talking about ways that she had abandoned herself in the past. And she was like, you know, there was a time when I was not filling my gas tank. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) That's normal. What is she talking about? I was bracing to be attacked. I already felt attacked when she brought it up. And she was like, I would keep my gas tank on E and I wouldn't put fuel in it. And I spoke up at that point. It was like a small group of like 10 people. And I was like, well, what's 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 so anti self-love about that? Her name is Brooke. She's amazing. Shout out to Brooke. And she was like, well, at the end of the day, why would I subject myself to the anxiety that comes with knowing I'm riding around on E? Why would I subject myself to the stress of having a meeting at 10 a.m. and it's 945 and I'd get there on time, except I really need to pull over for gas because I didn't care enough about or love myself enough to fill it up when I had the time, the leisure time to do it. So now I'm stressed out. It's not just about the gas tank being on E. It's the fact that to fill it and get where I need to go, I am going to be anxious, making it happen. I am going to arrive to my meeting 10 minutes late. I am going to have to explain to everyone why I'm late. And it's just a domino effect. All of that could be avoided if I loved myself enough to just avoid that moment. So that rang true. Um, Not gonna lie, still working on it, but I am proud to say I've been filling my tank slightly more often um, in the weeks since I got back from Golden Door. But in all seriousness, it it made me realize there are so many promises that I make to myself and then I just don't keep them. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wake up every day at 7 a.m. even if I don't have to be up at that time. And then 7 a.m. comes. And if I know I don't have anything to do, I hit snooze five times and I roll out of bed at 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock slash whenever I feel like it. Uh, But there's no discipline in that. And then I took it further and started really reflecting on my own at the resort, um, which really felt more like a retreat um, than like a a fun woohoo vacation resort. Um, But I realized discipline is a form of love. It can be, right? We think about our children. I think about my puppy, Lola. And we discipline those who don't know better lovingly because we care about them and because we're trying to get them back on track, because we're trying to show them, hey, if you do this this way, if you live life this way, um, you can avoid suffering. You can live more joyously. You can have more love in your life. You'll be safer. And yet when it comes to ourselves, We so often lack that self-discipline, which is why I really admire those who have it, and especially people with team mentalities, right? If you've been a part of a team or a sport your entire life or, you know, community theater, um, it takes discipline to learn your lines, to show up for rehearsals every day, to go to practice every morning and review a playbook every night. Like all of those things take discipline that I really respect uh, because it's not easy and it's not necessarily innate. And for me, it's been something that I've had to develop. And going into this new year, I made a promise to myself that I was going to love and discipline myself the way I would my small child if I had one, the way I do with Lola, the way that my parents did with me. Um, 
And I was going to show up for myself. So if I said, which I've said, you know what? I'm waking up. I didn't say 7 a.m. That's a little too early for me. But I said 8 a.m. I was like, even if I don't have to work that day, I'm up and active by 8 a.m. every day. I'm drinking eight ounces of water every morning, which might not sound like a lot. But for me, if it ain't wine or rosé or champagne, I don't have any interest in it. So hydrating my body, eating healthier foods, these are promises that I've made myself. And I'm not going above and beyond and promising the moon and the stars to myself because then I'll let myself down. And then I'll just be another boy in my own life. And we've had enough of those in our lives to not need to be one to ourselves. Um, but I wake up. I'm not going to lie. I've had a couple slip ups where I'll hit snooze once or twice, but give or take 20 minutes, your girl is up and active within that 8 a.m. wake-up call because I want more time in the mornings. I want to prove to myself that I care enough about myself to get places um, sooner. Still working on being on time all the time, but sooner. My gas tank, you guys, I'm not living life on E anymore. Um I was just telling the story about the last time I was on E, I literally had to pry my fuel tank uh, door off of the car because I was on E and could not afford to like drive to the auto body shop because it was jammed. It wouldn't open and have them fix it in a calm, normal human way. I had to, with my bare fingers, rip the metal cap off because if I didn't, I wasn't going to make it to my destination that I was already late for. So that's how the end of 2021 was going for me. Have I been driving around with the fuel cap off? Yes. Is that any of your business? No. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. The point is, I swung through the auto body shop. The parts are coming in. My life is slowly getting together. And there's gas in my car. Progress, not perfection. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here. And no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that could become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. 
Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. Back to Golden Door. <laughs> I was there for seven days. It included daily massages, um, a bunch of classes you could take every day, all included for the, the cost of your stay. So yoga, Pilates, um, cardio classes, uh, soul collages, so vision boarding, tarot readings, like all this really cool stuff. And uh, like 50 miles of hiking trails, 600 acres of just lush, beautiful land. It's just outside of Carlsbad, California, and I think it's Escondido, California. Um, and one of the most amazing surprises that I wasn't expecting or anticipating was there were about 20 other like-minded women of all ages, all backgrounds. I'm talking from probably early 30s, like myself, to 60s, from so many different countries, different states, different industries, entertainment, tech, um, engineers, writers, like everyone. But we were all there to kind of get in touch with ourselves, rest, reset. We each had our individual mission, um, but we would have dinner every night together and everything was farm to table. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner And this amazing chef would cook with only what he found, not found, was cultivating himself on the grounds. He had this beautiful garden, um, beautiful farm. And so he would use those foods to work around, you know, the dishes that he would create. Um, So I really got to meet these amazing women. Um, So pleasantly surprised and excited to meet a few really amazing black women, especially who were killing it in their respective fields. One owns her own electrical engineering firm in Washington and was just telling me about her industry. And it was a conversation I'd never had in my life, never thought I'd I'd have and, and didn't particularly need to have. But that was the blessing of it. Like what other space would I be, you know, talking for 30 minutes about what it takes to start an electrical engineering firm and the ups and downs she's had on her journey? Um, I don't know her age exactly, but I would say probably like somewhere in her 50s, maybe black don't crack y'all. So she could have easily been in her 60s, 75. I'm kidding. But a beautiful woman and so accomplished. And this is something that she does often. She goes in these retreats. She treats herself to these these spa resorts, um, these new experiences, because outside of that, she said all she does is work, work, work. Um, so it was really cool to swap stories with these women. And at one point, we have this hike. You either hike up the mountain to the top of this labyrinth, or you can take the van up to the top of the mountain. $20 to the person who guesses correctly which option I took. Nobody? Okay, cool. So I took the van, judge not lest ye be judged. And once we got to the top of the mountain, we hopped out the van and everybody else was like hobbling up. And we were like, what's up? Beautiful hike, right? What a view. 
And we walk through this labyrinth, which is not a maze, I realized. And most people or a lot of people kind of think it is. So basically, a labyrinth is used for walking meditation. So you see that big circle, right? And you think, oh, it's so crazy. I probably have to find my way to the center. But the whole point is you're not supposed to try to find your way to the center. Just keep following the path, zone out, let go, and eventually you'll make it to the middle, which is kind of the ultimate metaphor for life, right? Like, we got to ride the wave. What's going to happen is going to happen. What will be, will be. Um, And it's basically a single winding path from the outer edge when you first go in all the way to the center. And it's just a really cool opportunity to quiet the mind and calm anxieties, recover balance in your life, enhance creativity, and, and encourage meditation, which can be really hard if you're just sitting in a dark room waiting for the thoughts to go away. Because for me, they don't ever go away. I need something else to focus on. So it helps you reflect and, you know, reduce stress and helps provide insight. So when we go into this labyrinth, there's this velvet bag that a woman is holding and inside of the bag are a bunch of stones and each stone has a different word engraved on it. And that's kind of your word. They say it's kind of like the stone chooses you. And I was like, okay, I've seen Harry Potter. This is the sorting hat. Quit playing. (laughs) But That's basically what it was. So I put my hands in and I choose my stone and I'm so curious about what I'm going to get. And I'm also hella type A. So I'm like, I just want to pick my stone because I know what I need this year. (laughs) But that's not the point. And so I picked my stone and I I decided I wasn't going to open it until I got to the center of the labyrinth. So I'm holding this stone, clinging tightly. You can see the photos and the videos on my Instagram. Um, and I'm walking through the labyrinth and then there there's a woman, you know, a few yards ahead of me and a woman a few yards behind me. And some women are looking at their stones already and contemplating what that means in their life. And some people are waiting for later. And when I get to the center of the labyrinth, I open it up and honest to God, y'all, I immediately started tearing up because it was the word I needed. It was the word that had been on my mind for the days leading up to, you know, this moment. And that word was purpose. And I just felt this overwhelming sense of just divine comfort and peace and joy Because that is what my focus has been. That was my renewed focus in the last few months is just purpose. Um, In my heart, in my mind, I've just been like, I need to live on purpose. And I need to live my purpose. I don't want life happening to me. I, I had fallen into a rhythm of just letting life happen, waking up and just going through the motions. My life was good. It could be great, but like good is good enough. And I had this awesome career and like whatever. And I had fallen off the wagon of intentional living. Um, But that's not who I am at my core. But I I had gotten back to burnt out, which I'm not ashamed to say, because that's kind of going to be the story of my life, especially as an overachiever um, for the rest of my life. I don't want to, you know, compare it to like addiction, but you know, it's like, 
once an addict, always an addict. Like this is the thing that I will always struggle with is overachieving, is getting burnt out. Um, and then just gently reminding myself to get back on the wagon, to reinstate the rituals and the practices that I was doing when I felt my, my best and was showing up as my best for the people in my life. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Um, so at, you know, the middle and end of last year, I was at that point and I, I've talked to you guys a little bit about that, about the bumpy times and a bit of the rough year that I'd had in 2021. So I'd been just focused on realigning and getting back to my purpose. Since I was a kid, I've always aspired and aimed to just wake up every day and go out into the world and make it happen. Like life was not just about to happen to me. I had no time for it. I had no interest in it. Not doing it. Thank you. Check, please. And my mom sent me this sermon by T.D. Jakes a few months ago called Let It Go. So give it a watch. Thank me later. But he basically dives into that idea that, you know, we need to be living on purpose. If we are alive, if there is breath in our lungs, then we need to be intentional about what we want that day to bring, not just roll out of bed and and take whatever comes our way. And so that was a really great reminder for me to get intentional again, to get um, realigned with my purpose. And so I'm excited to remember that and, and to continue to live on purpose each day is a new opportunity to be intentional with the breath, with the blessing that I've been given. If you're listening to this, then you are one of the lucky ones too. You've been given that same opportunity. So cheers to a year, to a life of showing up as our highest selves in all of that unique glory, that God, that the universe, that we were designed um, each of us with. So that's my golden door spiel. It was really awesome. I had a lot of fun. I tried archery for the first time, broke a nail, and it was a dip nail too, so it was extremely painful, um, but tried something new and loved it, which reminded me, you know what? I need to try more new stuff. It needs to happen. So I booked a horseback riding session, um, called up a friend and was like, you trying to hop on these horses? They were like, say less. We went horseback riding at the top of the new year. And it just reminded me, like, it is not that hard to do new things. It is not that hard to live a life that you are excited about, even if it's squeezing in an hour or two for yourself and your interests and your adventures per week. We just have to do it. We we convince ourselves that things are so much harder than they have to be. Everything ain't got to be that hard. All right. So um, that was Golden Door. Like I said, if you want to see videos and photos of the experience, go check out my Instagram at Zuri Hall, Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L. So dope. Um, beautiful, beautiful time. Beautiful women. And I walked away with some amazing takeaways. So I told you guys about How to Love. Uh, that's one book I've been reading. Another book that I highly recommend y'all check out is The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. Okay. This book is changing my life. It is a lot to process. It's all about obviously living life with integrity. And y'all have heard me say, you have heard me say so many times on this podcast. I say it often um, on social media and in, in real life. One of my favorite quotes is, integrity is when what we say, what we do. Wait, oh my gosh, hold on. <laughs> and if y'all know me, y'all know I f- this quote up every single time. I was trying to do a direct quote and of course I messed it up because me. <laughs> One more time. Um, so the quote that I always butcher and yet oddly somehow um, bizarrely 
adhere to is integrity is making sure that the things you say and the things that you do are in alignment. So whatever it is I'm saying, whatever it is that I'm doing, whatever it is that I'm feeling, I want to be able to show up as myself in any situation, in any environment, and not feel like I have to change, like I have to code switch in a fundamental way that doesn't feel true to me, that makes me feel like I'm selling myself out. Like we all have experienced code switching to a certain degree, um, but that's what I've really been leaning into this last year, especially, and particularly the last couple months. If If it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel right to me at this point, I'm not doing it. And I am learning not to care what other people think about that. I'm going to tell myself the truth and I'm going to tell the people around me the truth. And if they don't like that truth, if they don't like or can't handle my truth, then those just aren't my people. And that sucks. And that's easier said than accepted. But you also have to get really okay with the idea of shedding layers. And that may include people in your life who don't support that journey that you're on, on that path of integrity. And The Way of Integrity is a book that has helped really comfort me and help me build the resolve to doing that because the book is all about finding the path to your true self. Martha Beck is an amazing author. She's a New York Times bestseller. She's been, you know, she's been acknowledged as, quote unquote, Oprah's life coach. And she says in her book that integrity is the cure for psychological suffering, period. And she basically presents this four-stage process that anyone can use to find integrity and with it, a sense of purpose, emotional healing, and a life free of mental suffering. She says much of what plagues us, people pleasing, staying in stale relationships, negative habits, all point to what happens when we are out of touch with what truly makes us feel whole. And I want to just emphasize that what makes us feel whole is different for everyone. So she's really encouraging you to find and walk your own unique path, um, regardless of what that means as far as what you'll have to lose. Because she promises and really guarantees that what you will gain on the other side is so much better. And she really breaks it down in like small, manageable steps. It's not some crazy like revolution on site. Um, But it's been really great. So I highly recommend you check it out. The Way of Integrity, also How to Love. Um, I I really, I think that's it. I, I don't, I don't want to say that I'm keeping it short and sweet because I don't know how long I've been talking. Um, but uh, that's the long and the short of it. I'm excited to move into 2022 with purpose. And I'm excited to take you along on this journey with me. Um, I really want to continue to cultivate community in my real life. I've been way more intentional about visiting my best friends, calling them up, FaceTiming them. And I also want to keep building that community with you virtually and in real life. So you may or may not know we have the private Facebook group. So check that out, Hot Happy Mess, and then follow on Hot Happy Mess where we engage and talk and we're going to get way more conversations going. And I'm excited to to plan at least one live event for our listeners this year where you can meet me and hang out with me and some of the group chat homies and uh, really just get to know each other and celebrate sisterhood. Um, So yeah, let's do it together. Uh, Leave a review. If you can leave a review and just let me know what is your, your, your word for 20 22. I'm curious to know. We're going to do a giveaway, um, a $100 Amazon gift card 
to a a randomly selected review submission um, this month. So make sure you leave in that review uh, your your word for the year, your word for 2022, along with your handle, um, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter, so that we can slide in your DMs and let you know if you won the $100. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's all the things, y'all. Uh, if you want to email me, you can hit us up. Hello at hothappymess.com because this podcast is for all of us. I want more real woman, real stories. So if you know an amazing woman with an incredible story, if you just have a WTF, like what the actual f- confession, <laughs> hit me up because I'm trying to talk about it. I'm trying to share it. And we have some really fun episodes coming up. So plastic surgery and lipo and all the things, one-on-one, all right? Um, A lot of you guys have been asking about it. Like, is this something that you would talk about? Um, Is this something that you're interested in? Is this something you've ever considered or done? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's talk about it. Like, why not? That's another aspect of life. And we talk about all things life here on Hot Happy Mess. So we have an amazing, super popular plastic surgeon who is coming on the show to answer all of your questions about plastic surgery, um, about your body, about... um, things you might want to do with it. And look, you we're all about self-love here and, you know, celebrating our bodies as they are. But I'm also becoming increasingly intrigued by this idea or concept of body neutrality where it's okay to love your body or not to love your body, but regardless, to appreciate it for what it does. So bring on the Botox, baby. Haha, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I've used Botox. It's great. I have a weird frown line between my eyebrows and I would smile and over time my makeup would crease in it and I was just sick of it. So Botox saved the day and I recommend it in moderation. Um, I've never done it anywhere else, but I would. Oh no, I take that back. I've Botoxed my jaw before, but it wasn't for aesthetic reasons. It was, what is it called? Bruxism. I grind my, I have a crazy, crazy jaw strength. (laughs) She said, um, I have really strong masseter muscles, I think they're called. Um, and so I would grind my teeth at night in my sleep to the point I was waking up with headaches. And also my molars were starting to get worn down. Um, and so I was told that Botox in the, the jaw muscles could help with that. So I did it and it did, but it also got old quick. Cause like chewing food also got exhausting because it just took so much effort because the Botox was, um, loosening up your jaw muscles. Anyways, I'm not telling you about this right now. You got to listen to that episode if you want to get all the details on that. Um, Producer Star is very excited. She's texting right now and saying that she's already researching dermatologists. She lived in South Korea for a good chunk of time, at least a couple years. So she was on that K-Beauty bandwagon before everyone and their mom was. We're talking years ago. So she loves all things skincare. So that's going to be a really fun episode. If you've got questions, comments, concerns, or just a perspective you want to share, you know what to do. You know where to find me. Hit me up. And then finally, crypto. I have been into it for years now, probably four years ago is when I first started investing. Um, I am passionate about it. Um, I'm not like a crusader (laughs) by any means. I'm not leading the charge in these conversations, but I think it's important. And I think it's a really great opportunity um, to store value and potentially accumulate wealth. But that comes through really intentional and smart investing in savings because people are also getting scammed out here left and right. So, 
I am going to help break it down for you. I'm bringing on the best of the best when it comes to experts who can explain what Bitcoin is, Ethereum, Litecoin, um, all of these altcoins, uh, the silly ones, the meme coins, uh, Doge to the Moon, what is the newest one? Uh, Shiba. What is she, she, Shiba? You know, what? based off the dog, y'all. Well, it's the counter to the first dog. Um, but Shiba and um, all the other things. I'm not well-versed enough to break it down, which is why we're bringing on the experts. Um, but I have been investing and I have made a pretty penny off of those investments. I've also lost money in some of the the more trendy bandwagon um, coins. But overall, in the ones that I believe in, specifically Bitcoin, um, I have seen really great returns on my investment and I will not be giving investment advice, but we will be sort of lifting the veil on this world if it's something that's new to you. Um, So stay tuned for the crypto episode. It's going to be real 101. We're not going to get too inside baseball, so fear not. And um, before I let you go, we're doing something new on the podcast where we take it back, like way back. So many of you guys loved our best of hot, happy mess episode, which was this last one closing out the 20, the year, the 2021, <laughs> the 21 year. So we figured, uh, why not do our version of throwback Thursday, but instead it's more with Z. It's a working title. Don't know if I love it. We might rename it. So basically, I'm going to share a segment from a fan favorite episode. And it might be the segment with the expert. It might be the group chat. It might be a real woman, real story. But regardless, basically, you're going to get a snippet from a full episode from the past every week. So we'll dig in the archives so that you can get some of the good stuff that you may have missed. We have had so many really amazing episodes. So I'm glad that we get to reshare them with you. And, and it, it may not have been applicable at that point in your life, and it might be now. So get ready for double doses of Z, baby. Okay. Hot Happy Mess on Instagram. Follow me at Zuri Hall. Uh, if you have a favorite episode, leave it in the comments, leave it in the reviews or slide in my DMs and let me know. I am so excited and grateful to be back for season two. Thank you to Black Effect and iHeart for, you know, being in partnership with me to make this happen. This is a vision I've had for a few years now. So to be able to executive produce and host something with such an amazing network and team behind me feels real good. So much better than doing it solo dolo. (laughs) So we're excited to grow Hot Happy Mess even more because this is not just a me thing. It is a we thing. I appreciate you. I appreciate your support. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend share the episode. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So anyways, super excited. I hope you are too. Season two, baby. Let's go. It's just around the bend. It's just around the corner. Uh, Like I said, late March is when the next season of Hot Happy Mess premieres. And we're doing these things every Wednesday now. New episodes are dropping every Wednesday. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, hit me up, slide in the DMs, talk to me at Zuri Hall, Z-U-R-I-H-A-L-L, and at Hot Happy Mess on Instagram. And don't forget, you can enter that $100 Amazon giveaway by leaving a review and your word for 2022. Mine is purpose. What's yours? Make sure you also leave your handle, your social media handle, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, so we can slide in the DMs and let you know if you win. The giveaway ends March 1st, 11.59 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay? 
I'll talk to you later. I love you. And I'm so excited about season two and this journey that we're on together. You're going to love it. We're going to love it. Love is in the air. What? Okay. Bye. 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 This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC.